the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. For many years, uh, I have been talking about Medialine.org, probably the, the most objective there are many fine sources of news from the Middle East, but I, I the one that I go to most is Media Line. One of the founders, one of the co-founders is Felice Friedson, and she's in, on the line with me from Israel. So, Felice, uh, thank you, obviously, for coming on. I got so many questions for you. So, here's one that is is uh, not the, the first one that most people would think of, but i like to pose to you. I keep reading, tell me if you think this is accurate, that the great majority of Palestinians, West Bank and Gaza, support Hamas. Do you believe that that is accurate? Well, that's a good way to start. Thanks, Dennis, for having me. Honestly, it's a tough thing to assess. I will say that many of the Palestinians are for Hamas in terms of the respectability they think they gained in terms of actually accomplishing something, which is the way that maybe Palestinians might look at it. They feel that Fatah hasn't gained anything, and here they see Hamas is getting media attention globally. And many, unfortunately, many will uh, will say, yes, they do stand by what Hamas has done, but there are others who won't. To really be able to break that down, I think, really involves deep analysis of what that means in terms of defending Hamas. So, in other words, between defending, you, you're dividing the, the, the pro-Hamas people into defending October 7th and defending Hamas generally? Do I read you correctly? I think that's correct. It is really one meal really needs to differentiate between, I guess, the ideology of what Hamas stands for in terms of strength is the way some of the Palestinians are looking at and not looking at the massacres and the, the things that they did in the destruction and the rapes and the kidnapping. And I don't is something abominable by any means. Some just are saying, they actually accomplished something on behalf of the Palestinian people. There are unfortunately that many who do stand with Hamas in terms of the atrocities. I mean, when you have up to 50,000 fighters, you know, some say 30,000, some say 50,000, because, you know, there are those that align themselves with, and even if they're not the fighters, they're people that are involved with Hamas on a lower level, you know, running the hospitals, running the institutions. So you have to really break down all the different elements to understand how is Hamas working within Gaza. 
So you, you have a lot of contacts with Palestinians. Have you had any since October 7th? Yes, I have. And there are those that don't want to speak on record. There are those that will speak off record. Uh, we have a piece coming out tomorrow that's extremely important in discussing what the future holds. There are many Palestinians of different mindsets, just like you have Israelis of different mindsets. There are those still of the peace camp, and then there are those who are totally fanatic, who believe the only answer is the destruction of Israel. So the answer is yes on all scores. Okay, so your assessment, back to my original question, uh, but but I'll pose it somewhat differently, and I'm not... I'm not looking for a specific answer. I want just your answer. In fact, I, I, I hope it's a good answer. I, that's my only hope. But my, my understanding is that most Palestinians are much more interested in destroying Israel than in having their own state. Is that wrong? And you can tell me if, I'm, if you think I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. In fact, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Dennis, I have to say to you that today um, I feel very differently than maybe I felt a decade ago because you have so many of the young people that have grown up on hate. Well, either hate and no hope. There are many things that people will say from, from different perspectives. And the bottom line is neither are good. If you have no, hate, no hope and you have hate, then what are you left with? What are you left with? The reality is that the Palestinians have had a very weak leadership. And tomorrow, if someone says, what's going to happen when this is all over, they don't have leadership to really forge forward to come up with a solution. I think that's one of the biggest problems that we are facing now, that Israel is facing, that the Americans are facing, and what does the day after look like? My take is, at this moment, more Palestinians are interested in destroying Israel than in having a state alongside of Israel. And you said you might not have said that 10 years ago, but a generation of Palestinians has been raised with both hate and no hope. Do I summarize you correctly? You summarized me correctly in the sense that things have changed. But yet, if you look at the Israel side, which the Palestinians are looking to Israel and seeing what are they saying. Even today, the Israel Democracy Institute had a poll on exactly this issue. And 52% of the respondents were in favor of Israel pursuing a two-state solution. And the right were against it by 21%. Now, you have to always look at a poll based on who was conducting the poll and for every poll how you ask a question. But I really think that if things calmed down and leaders felt they, they were put into a corner, whether it's the Americans, the Europeans pushing so, including the Abraham Accord countries, that if there were the right leaders at the right moment, you would still see some kind of way and path forward that these people would try to push. I wouldn't use the word two state at the moment, but some kind of reconciliation that would lead towards that. And that's where this was happening alongside the Abraham Accords. And you can never bury that because even Saudi Arabia, who Israel wants to normalize with, will demand that. Right. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, what is, what is, I guess I should know the answer, but I don't. What is the both unofficial and official position of the supporters of the, of Netanyahu? Is it that there should never be a Palestinian state? What is their position? There were those that don't want a Palestinian state that never wanted a Palestinian state. There were others that know that they can't function and actually continue as a state in Israel, doing what they're doing, normalizing with more countries without developing some kind of plan for the Palestinians. And the reality is that I think, and I've always opined this, that the economic section and the economic sector and the business people was where it always was moving forward. And then it came somewhat to a halt. It wasn't moving fast enough. People were losing hope. And I, oh, I still feel that if the economics would do better and that the Palestinians would prosper, that all of this from the Palestinian side, meaning the West Bank, we're not talking about Gaza, might be different. Enter Gaza. Enter what happened. And many of the young Palestinians were aligning and are aligning with Hamas. Just look at the social media. That's where the danger lies. So I again state, Educating differently, bringing hope, changing a path, because nobody is going to take the Palestinians in Gaza. Egypt is not going to. Jordan is not going to. And Israel isn't going to. So then you're left with what is your solution, Dennis? And it's not an easy answer. Well, I mean... I was for a two-state solution all of my life, or at least, yeah, all of my life. I want Israel to have its Jewish state and its democratic state and not rule over anybody. I mean, this is not exactly radical stuff. But I gave up. I gave up because I do believe that most Palestinians want peace but they want peace with no Israel, not peace with Israel. So I, I don't, it's a quandary that has no solution to the best of my knowledge. If one side does want the other side dead, the theme of my opening PragerU video from 10 years ago on the Middle East, I, I, I don't know what can change. If that indeed is the case, then Israel has no choice. And they can't, obviously, get into bed, literally, with another unit, an entity, to be, and give them complete statehood if their security is completely at stake. And that's in the given. 
I think that the answer there will only be told over the next few years of where that is at the moment. I don't think we can answer that issue right now. I think we can answer the Gazan issue. I think there are very few people who employ Gazans that trust that they would ever bring a Gazan back in to be employed in Israel. I just was there by the Gaza border yesterday with someone who was a peacenik, who was held up in his shelter with his wife as the terrorists were shooting all the young people because there was a path from his house that was a direct path to the homes of all where these young people lived. And they shot off one by one. It was just incredible. I was with European parliamentarians who were witnessing this and were taking this back home. They were in shock. And there I say to you, 100%, there's no way. In terms of the West Bank, I think that the jury's still out. It's not over yet, but the door is closing. And unless leadership will stand up and say October 7th happened and that rape happened and that there were hostages that were mistreated and killed and maimed and murdered, then no, you don't have a partner. And until that day where you see that happening, you're 100% correct. Too bad. I didn't want to be 100% correct. Right. Go to medialine.org, everybody. It's the most uh, comprehensive and, I think, objective analysis of the Middle East. Felice will speak soon, and thank you for your work. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.